Welcome to the Joust. My name is Nagy. I'm here as always with my very happy, hairy friend, Liam McNeil. Liam, how are you tonight? Happy, hairy, and Liam McNeil. I'm fantastic, Nagy. That's how right. How about yourself? Oh, I'm, oh, I'm very good. Very, very, very well. We've uh, got a lot to cover tonight, Nagy. Don't we? Have huge show. Huge. 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 Unparalleled achievement in the field of podcasting. Bulging. Bulging at the zipper. Uh, so let's <laughs> get right into it, Nagy. I've got the sponsors. Sponsors for this week, Algator's Ice Cream Parlor right there down there on Ocean Street, I think. Uh, Neville the Vietnam Vets Barbershop in New Lambton. And the time my friend Aaron and I got pulled over for drink driving in a shopping trolley. And then we uh, ditched the shopping trolley and thought the cops were coming, so we ran away and hid in a bush. So they pulled you over? They did. They pulled us over and said, where did you get that? And we said, we found it. They said, will you return it to where you found it from? And he didn't return it. We said, yes. But we didn't return it. So then we thought they were coming back after us and we ran away. It's always, no matter how old, how old were we then? We were in our mid-twenties. Yeah. (laughs) It's always fun to run away. It was and, brilliant. And there's always that urge to. We yeah. didn't hide in a very smart bush because we, we we didn't want to go to my house because like, they'll just follow us and they'll know we're at the house. So we hid in the bush out front of that very house You've that we were not wanting them to know we were going to. Outsmarted the very own police. <laughs> it was quite something. During crime. Hmm. Uh, Liam, um, should we do first sips? Yes, week? first sips to our boy Nathan Ross, the Ross dog. <sighs> Keep doing what you do, Rossi. It's wonderful. It's always wonderful. Now, as is tradition, I'd ask ladies and gentlemen... That you all please be upstanding for the National Anthem of Australia. Oh, apologies, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, our producer, Elliot, is currently working on curating John Farnham's next farewell tour. Um, so... We'll have that fixed up for next week. Sorry about that, guys. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, it's going to be great. What's that? Twelfth, eighth, eighth, I think. I remember he did one farewells. I just remember he did one around 2001. So it just shows, <laughs> and he's still doing them, <laughs> and he can still sing, he's and got, he can. He just knows the market so well, doesn't he? What now? We've got so much to cover from last week, Nagy. Now, Liam, groundbreaking, history making. You, we've never seen anything like it before. Unbelievable. What happened? The oh, Knights the Knights won a football the game. The Knights won against the Dragons. Round it was 20. unbelievable. Round 21. was 21, was it? It was absolutely the greatest sporting achievement in our of our time. People will say, where were you when you know the Pasha ran aground? Where were you during the Newcastle earthquake? Where were you when the Knights beat the Dragons in round 21? I was at work. <laughs> but they show the football. I'm not going to tell the great... I did. I had it on the big screen. Yeah. There's someone for the grandkids, though. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Like, I was at the game, and it was such a... Um, I was sitting up the uh, the, the non-drinking hill. Um, and Drinking heavily. No, no I, was, I was on my best behaviour because uh, I'd had a big na- a big night with David Tyner the night before. Hey Biff. So, um, and um, and the whole game, like we you know we got after the 12, 12 nil lead, and no one was comfortable. People were barely sort of cheering. Everyone's like, oh, not this again! Don't set us up just to tear us down. And then it seemed to like fall into the, that um, that same story that of. The, the Dragons just claw their way back. We were ahead on the scoreboard. Uh, we were either ahead or tied the entire game. But we shouldn't. Isn't that amazing? But we shouldn't have been. No, but we did. And it was uh, it was just this uh, incredible, oh, I don't know, 
we never like it was we never thought we we're going to win that's what made the win so good because even during the game we thought they're, they're just kind of they're, they're going to find a way it's going to be like the bulldogs all over again or um, was another game that we've lost very closely. I, I try to erase them out of my memory. <laughs> Any recent game for the Knights? It's like uh, what are those? What are those things called that you used to draw on? Magidoodles. The yeah, the the shake thing. Yeah, and you know when you really you know messed up a. Uh, you just a, shake a, it. You shake it. That's what I do. Yeah. When, when the Knights really mess up, I just shake it out of my mind. Yeah, my dad did that as a kid. It was great. <laughs> Shook you? <laughs> I had a bad day, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, didn't have many bad days. <laughs> Not that you can remember. <laughs> Haven't got many ahead of me either. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss, it isn't is, it? It is, it is. But no, it's uh, so we've got to jump straight into hats off. Uh, look, there's lots of standouts for me. Liam, who was yours? Oh, for me, it's got to be Safidi. I mean, he ran well over 100 metres. He defended well and constant threat, you know, taking runs himself or pushing for uh, in support for those edge back rowers. He was, uh, like, uh, watching the game, he was a standout. He... he I think it recorded he's he made about 140 meters. Uh, well, how many? How who have you got for hats off? Uh, well, hang on, man. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. 64 uh, of those meters were post-contact meters. He was just constantly driving the line. If you watch the game, he constantly had Russell Packer, which he was on, I think, in the second sort of period with him, and uh, and he constantly had his number. He was he was nailing Russell when Russell ran the ball, and every time he ran the ball, Russell tried to take him and he would carry him forward four or five metres. It was, he just had it all over us. And this is someone that the Knights wanted to sign not too long ago. Before. Well, they had signed him, but uh, unfortunately, as we all know, he went on to play in, I think it was the Lithgow Correctional starting 13 <laughs> in the forward pack. Yeah, head stomping, wasn't it? It was. Martin plays in Sydney. But uh, no, like uh, that was, yeah, uh, Daniel Safiti playing out of his skin and consistently now. What? Well, no. That's not the Safiti I was talking about. Oh, what? I was talking about Jacob Safiti. Oh, Jacob Safiti. But it could apply so well to both. They, they both, were phenomenal. They both had tremendous games. Absolutely phenomenal. Actually, Jacob outran uh, Daniel. He did. He outran 21 hit-ups, 190 metres, I believe. Yeah, 170. 78. 170. Very high up there. Many, many tens of metres. Yeah, they were just phenomenal, the That's two of them. That's the beauty of buying twins, because oh, we, we got two. For the price of probably two. Two, yeah. That was brilliant. <laughs> But look, there was so much good about that game. It was definitely, absolutely far from the best effort the Knights have put. Well, sorry, far from the best performance the Knights have put in. Yeah, you'd arguably say it was the best effort. Best they effort. They went for eighty bloody minutes. Now we finally someone did the maths. Forty minutes plus forty minutes equals game of football. <laughs> and look what happens when you do the maths. Brilliant. It was. Um, there was a few key moments in the game. Um, the, the there was two long distance tries called back. Um, by the video referee uh, and uh, and Mary um, the Mary McGregor Mary mm-hmm. that's his name isn't it? Uh, why are they calling short Mary? for Meredith? Oh, is that his name? He was born Meredith McGregor, and they just call him Mary. Yeah, oh, I thought he was just because he was a big girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, the name Meredith is a female name. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's not really his name. His name's oh. Paul. Yeah, I thought yeah, Paul McGregor. Mary. <laughs> Meredith sounds like I don't know some little stout Scottish name like that could have like been John Wayne's name was Marion. <laughs> Tell me that one. I'm about That's to sip tea. Oh, sorry. I thought Marian. it was coffee. No, no. Um, now, <laughs> we digress. We though. digress. Look, there were those key moments. There was, and obviously, Mary McGregor was very upset uh, mm. with um, these callbacks. What did you think of them? You had a better <sighs> side of them because at the game... Look, we, uh, they showed the replays absolutely ad nauseum. And the one that stuck out for me most, the turning point, was the Nightingale. Sorry, no, the um, the Lafayette pickup off Nightingale's knock-on, yep. which... Uh, I think the bunker got that one wrong, but God knows the bunker owes us, so I'll take it. It's like we cashed in. On we all, cashed in on all of those 
chips, all those things that have happened to us that you never see in the realms of possibility. We got two back, so suck it, Dragons fans. Yeah. <laughs> there was also, uh, there's uh, even our own try, Josh King taking the ball up and popping it out the back and it wasn't stripped. Perfectly, lose... Perfectly legitimate. Perfectly legitimate. It looked good and that was the try at the end that I was watching it at, so it was amazing. Mm. And also, Trent Hogerson, uh, again, with the pressures on him, we always, we've been saying last few weeks, a senior player like him needs to stand up and where, where are senior players standing up? And he's pretty much our only one. So um, yeah, yeah, it's a small senior group. And it we like you know it was that thing of what are we doing? And now we're we're six points ahead. Should we try for another try? Hotcake slots the field goal like it like effort effortlessly. He uh, really did. Yeah, it's funny that I had to took a lot of effort to say the word effortlessly. <laughs> like, <laughs> Opposite thing. Opposite thing. It's an opposite thing. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, Hodkinson really kind of took the game by the scruff of the neck, controlled it very well, and, you know, opposed to the Knights usually starting great out the blocks. Yeah. They kind of started all right, went to hell in kind of the second half of the first half, and then finished strong, which is something we haven't seen in a long time. They actually finished in control of the game. My, uh, my hat's off this week goes to Brock Lamb. Um, oh. And I really think he... Um, just over the 80 minutes, like, you know, kicked for, um, for Skidmark Steve to score one in the corner. Mm. Uh, and, uh, that, he looked good too. Lamb's Sk- maturing tremendously as a 5'8". I think, and we go back again to that Canterbury game. He has gotten unbelievably stronger in the mere two games, however many games it's been since then. He's, he's been outstanding. He's just mature. His kicking game still showed a few flaws earlier in the game well, on that- Saturday, but... Towards the end of the game, he started finding his length. He started finding the grass. He grew into that game with his kicking game. He started off with a few all right, then a bit of a bad patch, but then finished really strong with some nice little touch finders and pressure-relieving kicks. Yeah, and those are things. We, we, it was 14-all, and we needed a score. And mm. uh, we, we were just edging our way back like we might make the inside their 40 and then inside their 30 on the 5th. And everyone's like, put up a bomb. Like, you could hear it from the crowd. Have a go. Do something. And he just kept working it back in that, um, you know, what have we been doing? Like, kill, killing the ball. And then, sh- sure enough. Playing for a bit of territory. Yeah, and sure enough, Dragons didn't make it out of their half one time. And we got the ball back. Um, they, they, they knocked the ball on. We got the ball back. And then it was like, this is it. And you could see everyone in the crowd. This is the moment. We're actually going to score. And you know what's benefiting Lamb hugely to that end? The continued development of Nathan Ross as a fullback. Yeah. I felt so safe with him at the back. Mm. On Saturday, I saw, who was it? Tim Laffey again made a break. And I saw, oh, Rossi's got him. Rossi showed him the sideline a bit, moved in, bam. Laffey throws a shit offload. They spill the ball, try saved. Ross is developing into a hell of a fullback. His positional play was great. He was everywhere when the kicks were coming through. I mean, to, to see, to, God damn, that thing he did to Jason Nightingale in his own corner. He said, yeah. no, fuck you, Jay, this is my house. It was, it was Rossi's corner, yeah. Rossi is, and then... You know, go back to my earlier point. He's starting to take some pressure off Lamb. He put in a, I think it was about the 73rd, 74th minute, put in a beautiful little kick over the heads of the defenders, found some touch, got some really good ground. He's starting to now offer that extra option that you already had with Sione, and now you've got that in your kind of almost a ball-playing fullback. Yeah, it's well, it's it's definitely confidence. He's playing with confidence that he wasn't. He's probably trying to prove his position early on. Um, and you know we know that Kalen Pong has come to the side. There might be a bit of a reshuffle. We don't know where Pong is going to play, and and uh, also Connor Watson. Um, but like you'd assume that um, 
that Rossi would go back out of the wing. So like he's definitely putting him put his hand up and playing very good football all around the park. Not just finishing tries, but like that defensive. That's it. A- Kalen Ponga, he's got a he's got a competition on his hands for that jersey. Yeah, like that that Timmy was it was Jimmy Luff Luffner. No, Jimmy Luffner. <laughs> no, no, the one that the winger that Jason that, Nightingale. No, the other one. Tim Lafayette. Tim Lafayette. He um was that the yeah. was it Khalifa Fifi Lower? Oh, I don't know all these players' names anymore. It wasn't um, Josh Dugan? No, no, Although no. Although he did he did mow down Josh Dugan pretty nicely but, a couple of times. But Dugan and Badugan, <laughs> but Dugan and uh, and the other the other winger for the the massive winger, the guy that the, the man, the large man, the largemans. Yeah, uh, was breaking tackles at will. We missed a whole lot of tackles. He was actually yeah, um, sixty four. Do you have any hats back on, tackles. Liam? Before we, we got none. To the... Hats back on is cancelled from my perspective okay. this week. Okay. I just want to talk about all the great things. That's... Although, as you said, there were some issues. There was a, I think, yeah, what's it? Sixty four missed tackles. We yeah. didn't make many fewer tackles than them, but we missed twice as much. We did a lot of covering. We did a lot of co- covered well. I we... will say, and that's again a sign of the team maturing, believing in each other. We did cover well. But you've got to be making those first up tackles. Yeah, look, we, we, it was a game that we we probably shouldn't have been in um, because of those yeah the callback tries. We got a few gifts, you know, we got a few um, get out of jail frees. Mm. But a lot of the teams, uh, even when you're on, like you know, the Saints would could, would have taken a lot out of that just getting a sniff, you know, thinking oh we could break these guys, and they couldn't. We and uh, wasn't uh, wasn't it great also to beat a side with Tarek Sims in it when he scored and. Like threw the ball in the air, celebrated, <laughs> yep. and then like, oh yeah, boys, we got this. And he was like, he gave it to the Knights. He gave it to the family hill. He you know? did, which is the worst hill to give it to. Yeah, like because those families are they'll they'll give the it to children, you. the poor, you know, <laughs> easily molded minds of the children. And he's going out and giving them a Yahoo. And this is a former uh, former Knights player himself. Former Knights player. There's no decorum. And yeah, none, none, not not, none from the Sims brothers. Anyway, <laughs> no. um, good riddance. And uh, <laughs> and yeah, to, to come back in the second half, and that was, and we even leaked points right on halftime. As we do, as we do, as is tradition. As is tradition. The great Newcastle Knights Rugby League Club. We're all about tradition. We're creatures mm. of habit. Creatures of here. habit. Oh, but there was so much more good about this game, Nagy. So much more. Denim Dan. At a hooker. Oh, he was brilliant. Exploiting in around the markers, getting the tempo of the game right up, you know, getting I'm, the boys those quick play the balls. I'm liking him off the bench. Oh, I'm, brilliant. We, we nearly scored again before when he, he made he made a break um, up the middle and gave it to uh, Lockie Fitzgibbon. Mm. Um, streaming down up the middle. Never seen so much space in his life, Lockie Fitzgibbon. He didn't oh, know what to terrified. do with himself. Um, and, uh, and he also had the ears taped up. That's a good look That's for him. That's a great look. Yeah. Great look. Reminds me of Ciro. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, yeah... Danny Levi, fantastic. I However, thought. I did it when Levi spilled the ball just short of the line, scooting out of dummy half. That particular set that led to that was an example of where the Knights do still need to work. Yeah, I think it was about three tackles. They danced around a bit, came someone under, ended up playing the ball three times in the same, same place, swipe. essentially seven meters out. Levi scoots from dummy half off a of poor play. The ball spills the ball. There does still need to be a bit of leadership throughout. We there did was a few minutes where it lapsed. Look, besides um, uh, Skidmark Steve's try uh, by Brock kicking to him in the corner, we we did lack a bit of uh, structured play leading to points. Uh, we were a bit lucky. Brock Lamb getting his. Great effort from Brock Lamb. Um, uh, grubbering through, following the ball through, mm. and you know, diving on the loose ball. That, that really pulled their pants down, um, proverbially. Um, <laughs> not actually. Uh, oh, oh, <laughs> oh. I was going to say, what, a, what an outrage. Figuratively. Proverbially? Oh, figuratively, yes. Proverbially. Pulled their figurative pro- pants down. <laughs> their figurative pants was, were pulled down to their ankles. <laughs> and then they removed the, draw, the jawstring from them. So they're useless now. 
Because every time and you then pu- they step on the bit between your feet and they push you. Do you ever like you know when there's the point of which where you got a pair of shorts with a drawstring? Not that I need the drawstring much these days. <laughs> Fat joke. Um, but yeah. but when it means more a draw rope. But yeah, it's all it sort of is like a draw cord, really. It's what they used to tie aircraft carriers to the docks. <laughs> but you know when it goes inside the seam of the pants. Yes, and it's nigh impossible to get out. You can sort of fish it out if yeah. it's about an inch or two. And you can sort of work it back. But it's also... You might be I'm watching... i to get it from halfway around or my back. <laughs> How did you get it back from there? I don't know. There's a point at which you just want to pull the extra long bit How on the other side. How does anything in my life get anywhere it is, Nagy? <laughs> <laughs> I thought... But like, yeah, some, there's got to be some sort of yeah, way to get it out. Some gypsy curse has been put on the pants. Yes. Well, because it always happens at the most unopportune times. It does. Especially when you got your pants around your ankles. And you know... Those damn gypsies. <laughs> But uh, all right, so that was a fantastic win. It was great to see that in front of a, t- uh, a crowd of fifteen thousand people still we showing up. We broke our own nit- gypsy curse. Yeah, yeah. fifteen thousand. That's a great crowd for a game. The spoon Saturday afternoon. Uh, there was a lot of dragon supporters there, but also a lot of dragon supporters thinking that uh, we'll, we'll go watch our team win. You know, like I, mean? I said, suck it, dragons. Yeah, fans. yeah. And so it's it's good to see the boys still coming out and watch, uh, and the girls, and, and the girls, of course, and uh, and it's yeah, it's just fantastic. And various non-binary. We- uh, adhering listeners of our show. Yes, um, and but it's just it's nice. Just to, we need to, as I said, I constantly said. Also, nearly cried at the end of. It. I, did, <laughs> I had to duck into the cool room at work. I was up as soon as Hoko got the thing, and then we we're, like, were still not happy that we won, even though the clocks came down. And then when the five, four, three, and I was like, oh, I haven't like last game I was at the Knights one was the Tigers the year before, uh, and I was just. I was like, oh my God, we're actually going to win. And then to see <laughs> the jubilation and everyone just like up there, people are hugging uh, there. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't, I literally, like, I didn't know what, like, what. It was such jubilation. And then I had to sink in them like, this is just a game. But that's how much it means now. Yeah, my phone was blowing up. Yeah. I was getting messages <laughs> from dad. I was getting videos from all these people I know who were at the game showing the, oh. I had people that I hadn't seen in a long time text me going, well done. Like I'd done something. I yeah. was like, <laughs> Forget the Proven Summons trophy. Round 20 of the NRL season 2017 is what's going to be on the trophy should, in the future. That should all be. There was a lot to build off. And also we've got the Warriors at the same time this yes. weekend. At home again. Which, I mean, how do you prepare for a team like the Warriors? Warriors have a very good record at, um, at, at um, Marathon, at whatever it's called these days. McDonald. Marathon. Uh, let's call it Marathon. Let's I just keep calling it Marathon. They uh, do. You're right. Now, what I'm concerned about. Stephen Carney, Kearney, sat down with his mates. His mates, sorry, I mean his employees, (laughs) the members of the team. Yes. And he gave him a massive rouse because he'd been playing like a pack of busted asses. He's given him a massive rouse. And he says, look, boys, our season's over. We can't make the semis. But if you guys don't bust your ass for the rest of the year for this team, I'm going to kick you out the door. So I think that could either have spurred them on to be, you know, have a really strong finish of the season or it could completely chop their bollocks off and they could come out, you know, blowing like a farmer at a tractor convention. convention. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Um, I built up that head of steam and I just lost it. That's all right. I've never really rated Stephen (laughs) Kearney as a coach and I think think he's just, he's going to probably... He's terrible. Yeah, the Warriors are probably looking at, why do we sign him? I think his career coaching record's around 29%, (laughs) 30%. He'd have brownie hot in his tail. Um, (laughs) But but yeah, it's... It's. It, I, I think you know you don't know what Warriors side's going to show up. Um, we, the only injury concerns that we have this week is uh, that uh, Skid, uh, Skidmark Steve and as well as Dan Gagai 
uh, two most experienced outside backs. Mm. Um, looking a bit of a strife, but also uh, Chanel. Have been named, though. Chanel has been retur- named to return on the extended bench. God bless him. So, uh, if there was going to be any changes, probably one of those. I'd be happy to get Mark Steve in the centre. I know he had such a mm. good game of the wing, but get him in the, for Joe Wardle. Joe Wardle. Nothing on the weekend. Oh, he's been named at second row, starting second row. Oh, he's still, he needs to get in there and just tackle. I think, yeah, just chop. He, and he did a bit of that. He showed glimpses of that against the Dragons. Yeah, he also made two errors. Keep his hands off the ball. Mm. Yeah, look, uh, so we've got a big pointy end coming up, so please oh, stay tuned. pointy end. <laughs> please stay tuned to the second half. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the second half of the Joust. Uh, thank you for joining us again, Jousters. Uh, now we'll jump straight into the pointy end. Liam, uh, what have we got? Now, look, first thing I want to say, it's good to have Chanel Matadia back. He's been playing quite well and got knocked out brutally against the Brewsters, but he has been named on extended bench. Now I worry though. I worry, Nagy. You know I worry about CTE, Nagy. Yeah. What's that Which again? Is, well, <laughs> that's the thing. I don't know because <laughs> I think I have it. That's... <laughs> Such a stupid thing. I mean, you someone suffers a series of concussions, don't give them a anagram to remember. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Because Spud Carroll came out today now, Nagy. I want to know your thoughts on this. Yes. Now, Spud, a man who is known to have been knocked out a few times in his life. No, it wasn't he ever. He was. Now, he thinks, Spud proposes that uh, the NRL should pay the medical bills of former players suffering from CTE. Nagy, what do you think? Yeah, look, it's one of these things. Um, maybe in, a, in an era where Spud was playing... Um, you know, back in the in the nineties and stuff, and and the possibility that players weren't paid as much as they are these days. Um, but like, you, if you start paying previous injuries of of um, accrued while playing for the NRL uh, at the various clubs, you really just open a can of worms because there's so many players that have obviously come and gone at the game, and in the game nature in itself is that you you come in, you bust your ass, you you break your body basically, and uh, and you finish you know very like a very short window of your life. Um, but um, not dying, but like you finished that. Well, no, they did actually cite a study wherein they studied 111 NFL players' brains during autopsy. 110 showed signs of CTE, which I've just remembered. Chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Oh, God. I wonder you couldn't remember the first half. Yeah. I'm, I'm never going to remember that again. No, I've lost it already. Um, the, the, yeah, sorry. Uh, the, I just saw Liam's drink. <laughs> it's all right. He's having a bit of a cough. Um, but like, yeah, you can't, you can't, just say like it's an ongoing thing because there's always NRL players when they when they retire like no one retires because they you know they, they don't want to play anymore they retire because they're too injured they always got the bad knees the bad shoulders Jonathan Thurston's a great example of that beginning of the year like he might have had a bit of a shoulder issue but now he's had a full Rico at the age of 33 um, so like this this shoulder's never going to be good again for him um, and down the line he's going to have probably have more Ricos more more fixtures more um, you know ankles bad knees bad across the board. If you play NRL for a long period of time, you're going to have a, a broken body. So that's it. You think it opens up the NRL to then having to pay out injuries to other players for other reasons unrelated to concussion. Well, an interesting point, Nagy, because that would get expensive. Players yeah. get hurt, like you said. Well, that's the thing. And like this has always been the argument these days of like why players get paid so much because they have a short career and you know that, that limits their capacity to perform outside of the game. So, yeah, look, as much as I appreciate where Spud's coming from, um, you, you can't make that. You, as soon as you start doing it, it, it just becomes um, one of those things. I was about to say a self-fulfilling prophecy, but no, it's not, it's, it becomes one of those. It just just one of those on. things. One, just one of those things. One of those things, Nagy. Now, Nag- one of those things that we can all do as Knights fans, and I know lots of you out there are members of the Great West Rugby League and Social Club. 
So, Nagy, what's uh, what's the story with West going on at the moment for the pointy end? Well, uh, they, they're in a position to purchase the Knights. Uh, and as, Great buy. And as they do, as, uh, we're huge, huge um, followers of this, huge uh, supporters, I should say, from a very... Uh, Early in the season, we we can see this coming. Uh, we had you know we had our fingers on the pulse, um, and West did approach us. You know, got our thoughts on the situation. Really, yeah. kind of used us as you know the the great the brokers, the, the brokers yeah. of the deal. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, basically it was all us. Basically, it's what we did. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. you can thank us later. No, but please, if you're a West member, head down to your uh, any of the five clubs. Uh, uh, one at Cardiff, one at Mayfield, blah blah blah. You you can look it up. What uh, a sprawling empire! Five clubs. That's phenomenal. I know, I know. But if so you head into a wonderful any, group, any of them, and you're a West member currently, that you can go in and vote. Should they buy, buy the Knights? I've already done it. Yes, they should. Like it's excellent. Uh, so the Joust, we agree with it wholeheartedly. So West fans, if you're hearing, if you're hearing us, if you're listening <laughs> to us, go out and vote. Yeah, just, it's like just, the civil rights thing all over again. We're pretty much the suffrage. The civil knights. <laughs> civil knights movement. We'll probably be remembered as... Uh, like that's That could be the Jets. The, when they sell the Jets. What? The, all the people who vote to buy the Jets, they could be called the, the suffragettes. Yeah, oh, yeah. See, we've got... We're so we're the, uh, yeah, we're the civil knights movement. They can have the suffragettes. Jets movement. Patent yeah. pending. I think I think also the Jets have already been bought by someone. Oh, but, okay. But they should have used that. But because it's a, a large purchase by a club that isn't actually owned by anyone, it goes down to the members. So please, um, like the like like you did uh, back in '96, and you said no, we do not want to buy the Hunter Mariners. Go out there now and say yes, we <laughs> do want to buy the Newcastle Knights. Let's get the the team back to Newcastle and get those fancy boys from Sydney who run the NRL and keep their hands off our team. And if the West marketing team are listening, we are listening, we are open to negotiating uh, a price on the use of the word, the civil knights movement. <laughs> so get in contact with our people. Karen, but, you can fax Karen. Yeah, Karen, get on to Karen. Um, Karen. The But uh, we have until August 6th to do this, so please take the time to uh, to, to, to go down to your West Club and, and get out there and vote yes. Tremendous. To- Next on the pointy end. Now this... Uh, we've decided to bring up because it does apply to a game that the Knights just played in this very weekend. Paul McGregor has been fined ten thousand dollars, ten thousand Australian dollars, mm. for comments made about the referees, the decisions they made, and so on and so forth. Now he came out and said, uh, like, uh, during these press conferences where all the times they get fired, they get fined for <laughs> the is uh, is they pretty much have a room full of journo's trying to bait them for the next day's headline. Um, and he knows this, and he's been in the game long enough to know that they're going to ask questions about the uh, the umpiring and uh, and refereeing and whatnot. The umpiring—it's not a game of tennis. <laughs> no, but um, but they're going to ask him about the officials, and he knows that he can't say anything. And you see Ricky Stewart recently saying, "I can't comment on that." I'm being a little bit more tactful, but, uh, but Brownie's been very good with that as well. Yeah, look, we've had some howlers go against us, and no fines to Brownie. That's no fines good. to Brownie, and we we can't really afford it. Though. No, that's exactly <laughs> why they keep you on a tight leash. He looks at like he looks look over at uh, at the Knights board, and they're all standing in the back room, just going, "No, no Brownie, no, please, no, please, nothing." Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like he knew what he was saying, and he he wanted it to be said, and like he knew the ten thousand dollar fine was coming, uh, and like he called the referees that game an embarrassment. Um, so like it, it's yeah, he, it's it's been in place now for years. Uh, some players get some coaches get fined way more than others. Uh, he's not one of them that gets fined tremendously. So, yeah, look, he he uh, dipped his hand in his pocket and said, yeah, "Look, I'm just going to speak my mind now and uh, find me if you want." Basically, mm, interesting. Yes, mm. I think he's an idiot. Oh, he's <laughs> a, please. 
Because why the hell would you do that? It's $10,000. He did the crime. The game was already done. Like, you can't go back and say it. Like, oh, en- yeah. Enough blaming the refs, please. Yeah, blame the players. Oh, blame. Your, your shitty dragons were just falling further and further down the ladder. <laughs> oh, what oh, I-, I burned my cousin once. i got to tell you this story, fans yeah. and listeners out there. So, my cousin, he's a young, uh, young dragons fan and... We, he came down to visit for Christmas once and mum and dad got him a Parramatta Eels bath towel. No, he got the Parramatta Eels bath towel for his stepdad, Brian, who's a huge Eels diehard. Yeah. Brody, my cousin, pipes up and says, oh, I want a towel too. And I said, what fan do you, what team do you support, Brody? And he said, oh, you know, I love my dragons. I love a dragon's towel. And I said, mate, you'll never use it. And he said, why not? And I said, you can't well, it's always going to be there at the bottom of the ladder. <laughs> I think it was, you <laughs> Never pick it up off the floor. I thought you going to say, you can't wipe your ass with a towel. Oh, no, <laughs> but you can. I mean, <laughs> In my family, we all know that. It's the emergency toilet paper. It is. That's yeah. why. That's why they have it there, just sitting over the the ring. Um, you just know, you wash it, you reuse it. It's close, cheap. close in arms reach of the mm. toilet, because it's you just know. way cheaper. <laughs> it's really it's a financial concern when you come down to it. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, uh, the best the best burn that for the dragons uh, for dragons fans uh, was that I said to them, uh, said to them, I said to one of them that I was like, so how does it feel like you get beaten by the uh, the the bottom run player? Uh, player R- bottom rung team most of our players are the bottom rung that's true and I, they, yeah, position and was, as well and I was like and you were on like you know and I was like it's hurt for Knights fans because we've been in the bottom the whole season and I was like but it must really hurt for you because on round 10 <laughs> you were winning the comp and I was like and every week you just dropped in further 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 clinging on to the 8 now I was like your season's pretty much done you can't even bet the Spooners <laughs> and I was like and, and round 26 ends I was like we had a shit season but uh, you're not going to see any finals time either it's brutal, but appropriate. <laughs> that, is, that is absolutely like super villain level of brutal. Well, I've had it's amazing. I've had a lot of pent up uh, <laughs> animosity towards uh, people that support other teams. <laughs> Will the NRL be liable to pay for your counselling when you snap and kill a bunch of people? Oh, probably. <laughs> Oh well, they well they own the Knights currently, so they'll be responsible for your payout. Well, I think maybe uh, you, you and Elliot might have some responsibilities of watching me. Boil up and <laughs> just hide everything. Hide everything in the room. Just put me in a nice, quiet room with with a soft floor, and let me just have a tantrum. You can have some soup. <laughs> I've been eating a lot of out soup of lately. a juice box <laughs> in a in a straitjacket. Yeah. Just like feed it to me, right, a long straw from the next room. Well, the pointy end just got really where soft it, and smushy. Where to go? Where to go? <laughs> On to the next thing, Nagy. What's the next thing? I don't know. Do we have something else? No. The um, the the mail sack. Oh. <laughs> Seamless. Seamless. Seamless jousting. Um, hey, Liam. Yes, Nagy. What's in the, that uh, mail sack of yours Ooh, this week? Postman Liam. Postman sack. <laughs> Sorry, I do have questions. Now, great questions this week, guys. Again, as usual, we'll put a post out on uh, podcast day and we'll get your questions. Now, the first one. Avid listener and excellent contributor, K. William Wilson. Okay, gents. Now we've won a whopping three games this season. Is it now classified as a successful one? Which would be our best win so far? That's going to be the easiest pick of the week. And why? Lastly, can we go back-to-back this week? Look, we've put ourselves in a position to go back-to-back. It might not be considered a successful season, but it God, it helps. <laughs> like, can we consider it a vastly improved season? Well, it's always harder to win games at the back end of the season than it is in the first half. Like, in the first 10 rounds, uh, teams are still moulding. They're still gelling. You can get them some really funny results. But by the end, this is when finals teams put their hand up. Our results were really funny in the ter- first 10 rounds in that they were all losses. No, no. We, except we, for one. We got two. We got two wins in the first 10. Oh, we got two. Yeah, this is why oh, it's been yeah. such a long stretch that we can barely remember oh, for- <laughs> the last... 
time that we've uh, we we won a game. So it was like God, we need it. We but we put ourselves in a position now. It's I like can barely what, remember the last time I played again, <laughs> like just at all. It's um, but it's it puts us yeah. It, it, we're in this stage now. We're talking about back to back wins. The Warriors are coming to Newcastle, going well. Christ, we haven't won a game in ages, and they've they've won their last one against a, a top eight side. Um, so you know, we we put the ball back into other teams' court and say like, look, now we're in form. I say we're in form in the, in, the, in this two week period. But if brilliant, you look at, best two week period of my life. If you look at us against the Broncos, against the Bulldogs, uh, we fell down against the Roosters, but um, but then we we beat the Dragons. We we're we're playing well. Well, this isn't a successful season now, but if we can chalk out two more wins before the end of the season... Well, that's it. Successful may not be the right word for it, Kelly, but vastly improved is. I mean, there's very different from completely and utterly coming last to being successful. There's a lot in between there. Yeah. So while I wouldn't necessarily say successful, I would say vast improvement, yes. And given some of the KPIs, some of the key performance indicators, if you will... Mm. Brady put in at the start of the season, I would say that he has been successful in achieving certain of those aims. It looks pro- it looks like progress. It, looks, it like the- looks like progress, and it smells like progress, and God knows it's a fucking duck. It tastes like progress. Because it's quacking. It's quacking. <laughs> it's quacking, baby. Uh, do we have any other... Oh, okay. Ooh, more, yes. More other questions. questions. Now, more questions. Beautiful bit of dead air there. Well, you just look, you read the question, and I take a I read the question. <laughs> now, next question from Timmy Ray. Again, indicating the festive mood of the city mm. uh, after the win. How fucked up was Joey following the win? And did anyone see him at Fanny's? Well, I wasn't there, but I can't guarantee that he wasn't there. Um, Joey, that Nor is. Nor can I, actually. Having not been there myself, cannot guarantee that he wasn't there. There was a time in about 2007 that I went to. Uh, it was Brett Finch's birthday. Brett Finch, uh, Danny Badiris, and Andrew Johns was all at Fanny's. <laughs> and, uh, and when you were seven? 2007. Oh, that, yeah. No, that so makes way more sense. I was just... Oh, I was pennies at seven. I was freshly Brent 18. Brent Finch would have only been 10. Yeah, no, it was... Uh, it was. They were all there and they were all oh, blotto. Saying blotto was like... Imagine how... Like, imagine... You know those nights where you just can't remember anything and you sort of got, got home and you pissed the bed and you vomited everywhere and you... you yeah, have, I call that Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, when, when that... Uh, <laughs> I see the bed in weeks. When um when that happens and you're like oh Christ I'm never gonna do that again, that's like times that by four and that's what Joey was on the night that I saw him. He couldn't keep his head off the table. He was just like he was unrecognisable. What a man! He's a yeah. national icon. And now national he's on, treasure. And now he works for television. So that just shows mm. shows to you the kind of uh, recovery <laughs> that you can make. So I can't guarantee that Andrew Johns was not at Fanny's, but uh, part of me thinks he is. Uh, always at Fanny's. <laughs> always at Fanny's. <laughs> He had these minders. Uh, he had these minders there. We like want to go. be like Andrew Johns, and the, he had like these like guys around him that I didn't recognise. Going, oh, step away, mate. Just stand out there, buddy. Like you know, like <laughs> give him some room. That was Michael Hagen. Yeah, <laughs> his minder. Just he like, just needs a bit of space. Step back. Everyone stay right. Everyone back. stay right back, ladies and gentlemen. He's a friend of mine. <laughs> he's a friend of mine. Just stay right back. Charlton Burton. Movie, Ch- wasn't I think it was a, it was a fantastic Charlton Burton. Movie, a long, long eyebrow. The, the longest. Mm, yes. No. Great question. Thank you. Great question, Tim. Thank, Thank you. you. Next question from our very. And David Tynan, of course, uh, as discussed earlier in the show. Biff. Biff. Uh, apologies for anything I may have said at the Wanderers Ball evening. <laughs> Given its retro round, Dave asks, will the boys be preparing by eating nothing but Henny Penny and Class A's in the lead up to the game? Where's the Where's the Henny Penny in Newcastle now? Do we have one? Yes. Where? <laughs> Market Town. Market Town. Yeah, there's still one at Market Town and there's still one at Wall's End. There's a certain class of people, I say class of people very loosely, but there's a certain <laughs> that work at Henny Penny, and it's sort of like the prerequisite to work at Henny Penny that you have to be very sad. And uh, very 
and very untidy. Yeah. And um and just sort of like when you walk into McDonald's and there's sort of like there's always this uh, level of customer service was like, oh, is there anything you'd like with that? Oh, I'd like to change water. That's fine. We can do that for you. And oh, this is a bit cold. Oh, we're going to replace that for you. And then Henny Penny comes in and there's sort of this Bay Marie of just food that looks like it's been there all day. <laughs> and these people just suddenly get like, oh, what's that? And they go, I don't know. <laughs> And you go, oh, I think it's... the it's, arms. Yeah. I think it's the chicken's arms. <laughs> it's chicken... They don't even know the basic anatomy of the animal they're serving. Chicken fingers? Like, and they go, and they, they say, they go, like, fish fingers? They go, no, 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 like the chicken's little fingers on the end of their wings. <laughs> That's what we're selling. But you can just buy, like, whole chooks. I don't know why it was ever a successful franchise. Oh, it was very of its time. What, that early 90s? <laughs> yeah, it kind of sucked and... Everything else sucked, but Nirvana were huge, so no one cared. Why was it such a successful franchise that they could sponsor an NRL side? I don't know. During a highly competitive, like, it, it was highly competitive. Well, at the look, time, given probably. my last few visits to King Street Maccas, you'd ask how they managed to sponsor anyone, let anyone. alone most of the sporting competitions in the known universe. That's true. That's true. So, but I can only assume they'll be uh, eating a lot of Henny Penny. Um, or What's a class A though? Now, Dave asks, is that a kind of drug that they used to take? I was thinking. I'm assuming it's... Long lines of red Mitsubishis. Yeah. Is that what a Class A is? I think Class A drugs, yeah. Look, users, if you can uh, call into the program, let us know what the Class A's that David Tynan is referring to are. That'd be great. It might be a type of illness you get after eating Henny Penny. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you're admitted as once you've had a uh, Oasis kebab one too many times after the can. We got a class A here. We got a class A. Clear the room. They just put a tube straight up your ass. <laughs> it's the only way to clear it. It's the only way. The only way. But I tell you what, they do some really nice chips at that Cappadocia across the road from the Oh, Cappadocia is the premier you Eastern s- European cuisine restaurant in this city. I used to be an Oasis man. No. But now I've gone... Because Cap- Cappadocia, they put in the sandwich press. Yeah, they, they toast it. Mm. I've crossed the floor as far as uh, kebabs are oh, good. concerned. Have yeah. you had the Portuguese chicken burger? <laughs> no. Actually, hell, that's a new sponsor for tonight. Portuguese, Portuguese chicken, chicken burger from Cappadocia. It's insane. It's a, and it's just the yeah the right amount like the chips are sort of like oh, perfect and crisp crisp but not overdone but they're also Still long fluffy inside yeah. and thick yeah I can never lo- just the right amount of chicken salt you know what cancel the sponsors from <laughs> earlier in the show Cappadocia give us a call I can only remember um the the every time that um where I'm in the cab like, I always sneak the chips in and have to just <laughs> eat them in the cab even though the drivers are don't eat in the cab you're like yeah of course I won't and then I like, you're just like the cab. <laughs> you hear the chip dragging against the cardboard. <laughs> Oh, that damn dragging against the cardboard. Huh? That's the giveaway every time. Those damn cab drivers with their sensitive ears. <laughs> Sorry, what else you got there, William? <laughs> That's it. That's, That's it. everything. Sack's empty. Well, John Flynn asked, how about them tigers? But I feel like he asked that two weeks ago and we answered it as well. And then we got smashed by them. So, yeah, fuck bloody, the tigers. Bloody tigers. Yeah, look, <laughs> good on the tigers for winning and keeping the, the gap clear of the Knights. But, yeah. That's but look, at the same time, there's still five rounds to go and a lot can happen. We that. can... Feasibly, not finished last now. You. We can, yeah. yeah. Like, I wouldn't feel too comfortable if I was a South supporter. Uh, <laughs> no, I would not. But uh, but if I was a South supporter, I would never feel comfortable. That's true. With myself, <laughs> making poor decisions. Uh, now, Liam. <laughs> yes, Daggy. Liam, I understand that this is a bit out of the blue, and I hate to put you on the spot oh, here. Don't go for it. But I believe you look at, you like looking into a bit of history. Oh, Naggy, I do. I love it. How did you know? And I think we should probably try to segment this. <laughs> This love for history yes. in a bit of a thing we like to call a blast. 
from the past. Like talking about the past, but also a Knights player. Oh, that's brilliant. Yes, yeah, brilliant. I can't do it this week. Oh, I've got a Hunter Mariners player. Hunter Mariners. That's good enough Look, for me. Look, we're sticking in the Hunter. We're sticking so in the we, we ran out of ideas for Knights <laughs> players. So, but who have you got for me from the Hunter Mariners? Uh, I think I've got the uh, player right here. If I just... Uh, uh, it's uh, of course it's uh, the great Robbie Bannister oh, from the Banners. Like, yeah, Banner is one of my favourites. He was he was a, he was a thinner guy. He was a winger. He was na- he was thin. He was very sturdy though. Um, How'd he go? A few few tries for the well, Mariners? he's got a few tries for the Mariners. Uh, Wikipedia is. <laughs> kind of unclear on how many they won't release the numbers, but I think it was four. He was a very stiff player, the yeah. uh, Robbie Bannister. He was rigid. Kind of, he was rigid. He was always had a bit of a wooden expression about him. So but uh, what did he do? After football, actually, it was after football where he really kind of found his his um his calling, I suppose you'd say. He went into went into carpentry and carpentry started working on stairs, and um, he eventually found his you know, his real strength um, on the side of a set of stairs. You know, that was uh, that was Robbie his... just kind of would lay along the top of the uh, the railings, and you if you say you'd had a few beers, stumbling up stumbling up the stairs to your room, you just. Put, put your hand on Robbie, Robbie and he guides you up the stairs. It was brilliant. It was just, you know, a nice, sturdy, solid piece of human on top of a, a railing on the stairs. He would just guide you up the stairs yep. alongside Robbie. Prevent you falling. But safety, it was, integral safety feature. I imagine it's, a, it's, a, it's an integral safety feature for the elderly also. Absolutely. To he, in fact, he was often supplanted, had an assistant working alongside him that was one of those railings for the elderly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, thank God for the great Robbie Bannister. The great Robbie Bannister. For being there. And also, his tremendous work in uh, in furnishing houses and making sure... Oh, it's tremendous. <laughs> ...being an integral safety device. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Liam, for doing that uh, blast from the past. As I do it's a the, pleasure, Nag. I, I do enjoy them thoroughly. And uh, thank you all so much for listening tonight. It's, it's been a, a tremendous joust. It's, it gives us so much energy to talk about a side that's one for once and not have excuses pouring out every orifice of us. So, uh, <laughs> Amongst the other things pouring out. <laughs> yeah. There's just not the room. There's just nothing nothing left. No, but thank you so much, Joust. We uh, we'll be back next week, so hopefully tune in. Please keep an eye out for us on uh, Facebook and tweets too. Uh, and uh, what's our Twitter handle? The Joust. The Joust. <laughs> What's your Twitter handle? <laughs> Wolf Singer. <laughs> in, in, yeah, it's not very it's good. It's dribbling. It's dribbling. It's dribbling when Liam's pissed. <laughs> but <laughs> dribbling when I'm sober. But also, uh, um, please do. So keep an eye on all the social pipes. Uh, and as well as uh, listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. As long as SoundCloud's still going to be alive. I hear it yeah, chance. Be, give us a call, mate. <laughs> it might be shutting down. But if that's the case... Uh, but all you fruit phone users, please just stay on and listen to us on iTunes. We'll be back next week. Justice, thank you so much.